This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 294 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, which you can find at LogicalLoss.com slash 294, we're going to talk about is your baby destined to be fat? We're going to talk a little mindful eating, and I've got some cool fitness gadgets that you just might want to play with. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Womp, 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 womp. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the school of podcasting.com. If you're new to the show, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a trainer, I'm just a person like you, a dude or a dudette, trying to lose some weight. And I'm actually down, he said, reaching down to uh, grab his phone. I always forget to do this before I hit record. But I've been basically... In a nutshell, drinking 80 ounces of water a day, religiously getting 10,000 steps in a day. And I've been doing that by, if I watch any television, I have to do it on a treadmill, uh, making sure I get at least seven hours of sleep a day, and then just watching what I eat. And so if I go back here to a week ago, I am down 0.4 pounds. Now for the month, you go back a month, and I'm using MyFitnessPal. I am down 1.8 pounds. So I'm not blazing a super fast trail, but it, I also didn't gain 40 pounds overnight. And I'm down to basically the last 10 to 15 pounds. And they say those are the hardest. And uh, you know what? Uh, they're right. <laughs> it's kind of a pain in the butt. But I quit drinking soda. Every meal now has a protein and a vegetable. My candy has been replaced by fruit and it's working slowly but surely. So today we're going to talk about a couple things. One of them is, I don't know, if go to a mall, go anywhere, people watch. Guess what? We're all fat. I know it's the F word, but I'm sorry, we're fat. And I'm seeing more and more children who are fat and they usually have some sort of cheesy poof in their their hand or they're getting ready to go home and eat some SpaghettiOs. And look, I was born and raised on SpaghettiOs, but the other thing was... I wasn't allowed in the house. I had to go out and play. And now our children are eating SpaghettiOs and then they sit home and play video games all day. So a study from the Cincinnati Children's Hospital found that an infant's risk factor for obesity can be uh, predicted as early as six months after birth, according to the study's lead author, 
Dr. Allison Smigo. Uh, she says a, ba- a baby with a body mass index above 80, above the 85th percentile on the growth chart has an increased chance of becoming obese and developing metabolic disorders. And so she recommends monitoring these high risk children from a very young age. So apparently she's a genius because really big babies have a chance of being obese. Really? You think so? She says pediatricians can identify high-risk infants with a BMI above, again, the 85th percentile, and focus additional counseling and education regarding healthy lifestyles. Yeah, get that baby on a treadmill. Give me a break. Toward the families of children. Now, I'm kind of making fun of this. This is something we need to be concerned about. And so a recent study... um, a group of overweight ninth graders participated in a series of mindfulness seminars. And that's what they're saying, that we're, we're not really noticing the fact that we're putting tons of food in our mouths when we do this. We just don't notice it, apparently. And um, so what they're talking here about is mindful eating. So there are six tips for mindful eating to kids. Number one, use all five senses. So encourage kids not to only taste their food, but also to look at it, smell it, touch it, even listen to it. Are your green beans talking to you? Listen to them. They're going, hello, I'm a green bean. Eat me, but eat me slowly. What? All right, so this will slow down the eating process. Yeah, if you take time to listen to your food. Now, if it's now if it's uh, Rice Krispies, they talk to you all the time. Can you see telling a teenager, you need to listen to your food? Really? Okay. You do need to slow down is the bot. Promote thorough chewing. There we go. And healthier digestion and help them savor the flavors and texture of their food. Here's the thing. The the better you chew it, the better the chance it's going to leave you later. As opposed to going, well, I would go down the intestines, but you forgot to chew the giant piece of food. You inhaled your Big Mac. Number two, only eat when you're hungry. Now, this seems somewhat obvious, but... I find myself like I will, let's say I'm out someplace and I eat a healthy dinner and I come home and it's basically after work time. You know, it's like six, somewhere between five and seven. I will still, just because I'm coming home at dinner time, want to eat dinner, even though technically I'm not hungry at all. It's really weird. The things that trigger us. If you're bored I know I, I, I find myself sometimes wanting to eat when I'm bored. And what do I do? I drink water or I go for a walk or something like that. Or if we're stressed out, man, if we're stressed out, we self-medicate with food. So there's um, teach kids to recognize and avoid emotional eating and eating out of boredom. Yeah, because they're bored. So. Number three, serve media-free meals. Boy, this one is true. Kids who watch TV or play an electronic device during meals are more likely to eat past their point of fullness. Declare the table a screen-free zone so they can focus on bites instead of, well, bites, B-Y-T-E-S. Get it? It's a little nerd humor there. And same goes for books or other distractions. So here's a novel idea, and this is going to make me sound like I came from the 50s and I didn't. But take dinner time to actually look at each other. So look up, not down at your phone, but look up and 
talk to each other because your children are going to really need this skill later in life. They're going to be able to, they're going to be able to talk to people when other people just can't. So I think if I had children, that would be the deal. In fact, we actually kind of had that uh, at Thanksgiving. Somebody tried to pull that off. We're like, no, 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 no phones at the table. And that should be in everything. Get to know your kids. And believe it or not, they, they kind of want to get to know you. I know when they're like 12, they're like, ah, eh, eh, but they do. Number four, involve your kids in the prep work. This, I believe, is, I, I would love to try this. When they're exposed to the ingredients and the effort that goes into preparing every meal, kids may be more likely to appreciate and savor the end results. Also encourage kids to dole out their own foods so they get a feel for serving sizes. So I, to me, I just see that as this cool Norman Rockwell moment where Junior's cutting up the onions and everybody's making fun because he's crying and so-and-so is measuring out the spices and things like that. But again, you have to get them to put down their phone to do that. But I know I made this like homemade barbecue sauce out of a, a cookbook. And I did appreciate it more. And it's interesting because if you're the least bit competitive, I want to find out how to take that ingredients and make it better next time. So number four, involve your kids in prep work. Number five, make meals a positive experience. So resist the urge to nag your child to eat the broccoli he hates. And instead comment on how great it is that he loves corn. Kids have their own individual tastes that should be respected, although it's a good practice to introduce or reintroduce new foods and textures. I remember my stepson hated green beans, and we actually just had, we tried to force him to eat one. You can't. We were like, nope, you can't leave the table. And he sat there the whole night because he refused to eat one green bean. We just wanted him to try it. He wouldn't do it. So what are you going to do? But that, that doesn't work. Basically, nagging children, they're just going to associate pain with green beans, even if they listen to them. So, uh, number six, talk. Yes, it's, it's the spoken word thing they talk about. Instead of texting, talk during meals. Family dinner conversation isn't just good for bonding. It also helps to slow down the eating process. Yes. And so kids can register when they start to feel The other thing that they didn't mention here that I would throw in here, I don't know that I would, I would have, if you can pull this off, if you've got a kitchen to do it, have one place where you put the food on the plate and then take the plates to the table. Don't bring the food to the table because it's so easy to get second, thirds, and fourths that way. So it's called mindful eating. And there's a great book called I Can Make You Thin that I read, it actually has a little CD. If you get the physical book that um, to a certain extent helps you hypnotize yourself to, to not want to overeat. And it's the same thing. Eat when you're hungry. Don't just focus on eating when you eat so that you can also focus on the fact that your body's going, all right, I'm, I'm good. We're, we're enough of that. So mindful eating. And to me, on one hand, You can't be with your child all the time, but as I always say, it's the food. And if you don't buy cheesy poofs, a junior can't eat them unless he bribes somebody at school to get them, of course. But 
That would be the easiest way. Don't buy the stuff you don't want your kids to eat. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time. I want to thank everybody who's been going out to logicalloss.com slash support and using the Amazon banner. Somebody uh, bought the book Eat Dirt. Why Leaky Gut May Be the Root Cause of Your Health Problems. That's an interesting title. Uh, we had somebody else. Where'd my report go? Somebody bought a new um, a Wi-Fi router. Thank you very much for that. Somebody bought an Amazon Echo. Still want to have one of those. They look cool, don't they? I have a friend of mine that turns his lights on and off with that. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, I don't know if that's worth 180 bucks, but I hear they're really, really cool. Somebody bought some uh, olive oil which is cool, and a book on stretching. So here, didn't cost you a dime extra, and it helps pay for our hosting, our website, all that other fun stuff. So if you get a chance, you're going to go shopping, please visit LogicalLoss.com slash support and uh, click on the Amazon banner. Now, speaking of Amazon banners and fun-filled stuff that you can buy there, I've got a couple things that one of the things I've been doing that's helping me lose weight is I'm preparing foods on Sunday. That is the plan. And I found this really cool thing. It's called Prep Heaven. It's a seven-day container set. And it's only 15 bucks. So you're looking at about $2 a, um, a container. And it has a big kind of section for protein and then two kind of medium-sized ones for like fruit or vegetables. And what's cool about this is they all stack on top of each other. They're very organized. They're dishwasher safe. They're microwave safe. So if you're like, it's one of the things you don't think about. You buy a bunch of food, then you make it like, oh, now what am I going to do with it? So that's an easy thing uh, that you can do with it. And it makes life a whole lot easier. It's only 15 bucks. This other one is maybe not for everybody. And what this is, is it's called, I guess it's a Umoro. The Umoro One, the idea is you want to use your water bottle as a water bottle. And somewhere during the day, you want to make it some sort of protein shake, smoothie, whatever it is, something that you're going to mix something in with your water. And so it used to be you would have your water bottle and then you would have your shaker bottle and you'd be walking around with a bottle of protein or whatever it is that you want to mix in there. Well, what the Umoro does is you basically put your powder in the top of it and you, you know, drink all day your water bottle. And then when you're ready to turn it into whatever drink you want to make it into, you push a button on the top and it releases this thing that helps mix up the water with your powder. And it also releases the powder. So instead of having to carry your, your powder drink with you, it's in your water bottle just waiting for you to hit a button. It's pretty cool. It's 25 bucks. So for me, I'm not that kind of person. And anything I, if I'm ever doing anything with powders, there's usually more than one a day. Like there'll be one in the morning, one for lunch or something like that. And this is a one-time deal. You'd still have to bring your powder with you. But if you're a person that occasionally wants that protein drink after the workout, this might be something that would uh, save you from having to carry everything around. And then the last one, I was like, you are kidding me. 
and uh, it's pretty interesting. It is called the Happy Fork. Yep, I'm not making that up. It's an electronic fork. And you're like, say what? Okay, so what it is, we talked about mindful eating. Now, this thing is not, depending on your your love of gadgets, it's not cheap. It is $59. And what it is, is it's a fork that has electronics built into it. Now, it is like dishwasher safe. You just hit a button and the fork part snaps away from the electronics. But it coaches you into healthier eating habits. And it basically, it lights up and it vibrates when you are eating too fast. And they say it takes 15 to 20 minutes to basically feel full. And by simply slowing down your pace while eating, you will consume fewer calories. So think about that. You have 20 minutes till you feel full. If you're just shoveling it in, you're going to have more calories in. Whereas if you take longer to chew your food, like they said earlier, talk to people, things like that. So here's the fun part. You pair your fork with your smartphone or your tablet over Bluetooth to see your eating stats in real time. So, so much for not having the phone at the table, right? Um, You can then download this app. You connect it to the device via Bluetooth. And it basically, you can look at um, the number of fork servings. So each time your food is brought up to your mouth per minute, there's a timer to help you pace your fork servings, actual intervals between fork servings, your success rate and overspeed ratio. Uh, You can upload your eating data for analysis and coaching. And this data is then uploaded via USB to your online dashboard on happy.com. That is H-A-P-I, by the way, to track your progress. And here you can also follow an online coaching program to help improve your eating behavior. With the online dashboard at Happy and the mobile app, you can view and manage all your data from your services or from your devices. So if you're syncing to your iPad at work and syncing to your phone someplace else, you basically, you can track your progress and score points in the Happy Labs Challenge. Share your happy moments online with your friends. You can even make it kind of a game with other people. It basically charges, like everything else, through like a micro USB. And I'm not sure how long a charge lasts, but it's rechargeable. It's uh, $59. And if you're interested in this, Go out to LogicalLoss.com slash 294 and uh, check it out along with the Prep Heaven 7-Day Container Set, the Mora One, and uh, the Happy Fork. And uh, that is going to do it for this edition of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm actually recording this a little differently, so if I sound a little different, I, uh, I have a piece of equipment that's allowing me to plug directly into the computer and it just dawned on me. I, I've basically recorded the entire episode. And if this sounds horrible, I now don't have time to re-record it. So I will uh, see what this sounds like later. It sounds great in my headphones. We'll see. That doesn't always mean it's great. But I want to thank again everybody who's been going to logicalloss.com slash support. And just realize that the other thing uh that I'm losing weight on, it's nice outside. It's nice outside. Get outside. I'm gonna go ride my bike here later. And uh, luckily, there's a, a bike path here by my apartment, which is making life a whole lot easier. I bought a bike rack, so I'm actually going to throw my bike on a rack and go to a longer path because it's Sunday. 
it's nice out. The sun is here in Ohio where I'm at and uh, you got to take advantage of it. And the last thing I thought I would mention here, and I don't want to bring the party down. Uh, I know I missed last week. And the reason for that was I had an aunt die, which was uh, sad, but, but one of those situations where she was old, surrounded by her family and friends and children. And she lived a great life was one of the most positive people I'd ever met. Just always encouraging. And so that's what I would just say today. I, I hope I'm encouraging you to get out there, get off the couch, you know, make a pact with yourself. I, I do not watch TV in my living room unless I'm on a treadmill. That's just what I've told myself. And lo and behold, I'm not having a problem getting my 10,000 steps in. You know, when I'm on my phone, I'm walking around. Anything I can do and walk, I do and walk. I don't, if, if it's talking on the phone, watching TV, something like that, if I can do this and walk at the same time, I, I don't just sit anymore. If I could walk and record this podcast, I would do it. So get off the couch. You can do this when you do the right things. And the scale is fine. I don't hate my scale. But realize if you focus on those things that make the scale move instead of the scale. Right? So if you focus on eating right, if you focus on getting sleep and getting enough water, the scale will move. And I use my fitness pal. I don't get paid anything to say that. Use whatever you want to do, but you got to track your calories because in the end, it's the food. It's the food. It's not your thyroid. It's not this. Now, again, I'm not a doctor, but nine times out of 10, we want to find somebody else to blame. And here's the thing. I was, I don't want to get political. So, but I did, I, it doesn't matter who your candidate is, whether it's Republican, Democrat, whoever, they're all blaming somebody else. They're saying the reason you did this is because so-and-so and this party does this and this is then that. And I'm kind of worried about that because in a world where we're, we're teaching our children that it's somebody else's fault. In fact, I've even heard where they're going to, they're trying to make overeating a disease. Like, oh, don't get too close to me. I might catch overeating. Nobody's putting a gun to your head to eat that food. That's ridiculous. So be careful with that because we're turning into a victim society where, oh, I couldn't, you know, well, is there anything you could have done better? Well, absolutely not. I'm perfect. My mommy told me so. Well, that's ridiculous. You're in charge of your life. You're the person that's putting the food in your mouth. You're the person sitting on the couch. There's nobody telling you you can't. So it's time to change. And change is not always easy. It's not comfortable. I'll tell you that right now. It's just not comfortable. But you do feel better when you go through it. And is there anything in your life that has been worth doing that didn't take a little pain and suffering or sacrifice? I mean, think about children. Children are a huge sacrifice. They're also a huge payoff. You know, um, going to college is a huge pain. It's financially crippling. But when you get a job at the end of it that hopefully helps you pay off that debt, uh, it's worth it. So good health takes sacrifice. It takes dedication. And in the end, it's worth it. You just can't fix seven years of neglect with seven weeks of work. But when you do those little things, they do add up. You just need to do them consistently. And I'm here to tell you, you can. I've been doing it since October. 
Um, before I know it, I'm going to be down 30 pounds. Uh, as I look at my phone right now, I'm down 28. And it took a while. I'm getting there, and you can do it too. So thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Take care, everybody. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin.